welcome back to the Apollo Protection Agency Political Science Edition. <laughs> uh, Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the red tape simulator yep. that you all have all been <laughs> wanting out of this podcast for so long. And we finally pivoted to it and giving you what you asked for. Thank God. Yeah. I know that you guys loved the ins and outs of last episode, and I hope that you will love the ins and outs of this episode. I mean, it's important business that we're taking care of, right? Adam, like it is. Business yes, I've heard from some people though that Signal of Screams wasn't scary enough. Yeah, so, well, here's so my, this this ought yeah. to get them. Yeah, uh, it certainly got me. Um, the let me see here. Uh, let me just give you a sense of the density of this section. Um, it starts with page five and goes through all the way to page 13, oh. uh, which is a lot of pages in an adventure uh, because it's very small text and it's, it's just a lot. There's a lot to mm-hmm. consider here, but we are talking about the fate of the pack world. So, you know, in, in, I do appreciate the gamifying of it. You know, I, I'm not going to apologize for the meal. We did what we did, and it was it was how we do it. Uh, all I can say is that all of these decisions that you've made and the decisions you're going to make tonight will have significant impact on the rest of this adventure. Um, this isn't arbitrary, yeah. the decisions that you're making. And... Um, I appreciate you guys digging in last week because it's not, it's not easy to do some of this stuff. And I think to this episode might pose to be even more difficult as you decide where you're going to put the fleets. Although you do have a good bit of influence stacked up. I wonder how much dissent there will be among you guys of where to put the fleets. So I'm pretty sure we're going to send every single one directly to the Eox. So I think that's the only I mean, reasonable the course plan, of action. Right? <laughs> Every single Fuck them one. zombies, man. <laughs> Fuck them zombies. Thank you, Zach. Just Thank give you. up on the pack hey. worlds. Go over to Vescarium. Just move everything, everything yeah. over to Vescarium. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, so just kind of a, a reminder of the four tasks. Um, you have defending the Adari, rescuing the Eox, Eoxian fleet, the station defense, and station security. Now, uh, Councilman Nor, I know you guys aren't a big fan of the Eoxians. I understand. I just want to remind you for your considerations <laughs> that uh, aiding them might assist in bolstering fleets later because they do have a bunch of starships. If reinforced, could help you. So I was well, and, well, and the, the there's like a give and take with every one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. like right. the the argument against helping EX was like resources for one, but also like they might slow the progression of the the enemy ship down a little bit and let us get our defenses together now and to help right? the Adari get closer. Like mm-hmm. I mean, and I know I know this is all you know uh, much more complicated than that. But as you listed before options the adari uh eox station defense station security my brain went yes nope boring boring that's, that's how that's how my brain works i think um, we're gonna have to send more than two each 
to the Adari and to the Yaxian fleet. Mm-hmm. I think that yep. eight and eight feels like too many. So, so a reminder, let me just recap that. As it stands now, the director, as you're saying, yes, has two fleets going to the Adari, two fleets going to the Yaxian fleet, and then eight fleets each going to the defense and security of the station. Um, and just before you guys kind of get into your discussion of where you want to put what fleets, you'll have six different opportunities to reallocate a fleet. Okay. You have six rolls that you'll be able to make. So you can only reallocate six of the. Yes. However, if you, if you exceed the DC of the reallocation check for every five or more that you exceed it, you'll get to move an extra fleet. And you have stacked up a total of a plus 14 to this role by gaining the influence of every single member of the council. So so it's quite likely that you will be able to move more than one fleet per role. Yeah, per role. But you only have six moves that you can make with the fleets. Um, So before we get into making any roles, why don't you guys just generally, and I know we're just jumping right into it, but that's where we're at. why don't you discuss what you guys as a group feel you need to do? Well, I want to start before everybody else jumps in. The vibe that I got was like, so we have station defense and station security, right? Both of which are important, but station security, like we don't need eight fucking fleets on that. Yeah. Like yeah, I think that's that, what Zach that, was saying too. That yeah. was the, the whole vibe of that, that, that we got was like, a lot of that is trumped up shit mm. that like isn't really going to be a threat and and literally said like if you you need to keep a minimum that you can on that task mm-hmm. like just yeah. enough to get it done yeah. i feel like I, I, yeah. and this is just I, I don't know any of this but two i feel like two tops uh, that's stay on for, that for each of the defense and security no no no, no, no just for, for security, security. For security. Oh, ju- yeah just for the security which two, would please? free up six to be placed elsewhere mm-hmm which and th- okay mm-hmm. so this is the kind of this is where my brain is on a timeline i feel like we should send i mean i know it's all happening essentially simultaneously but if we can send to help the yoxian fleet retreat and slow the you know arc prime down that gives the adari more time at what point do they retreat and then we get those troops back? Like, is that right. a thing? Yeah, like... Well, I would assume knows? never. I well. would assume it's because it's all a... I mean, not just being negative. Like, I would assume because it's... Yes, some time passes in the going of places or whatever, but the game of this thing is you have X amount of fleets and you send them out on missions and all this shit's going down at once. So if you send them out to the Eox, like to the Eoxians, like they're tied up. You don't get them back. Am I am I wrong in that, Adam? But then well, what's the point of going for the Eoxians? Right, exactly. No, exactly. You get them back later is the best that we can hope for. Right. Still right. yeah. Exactly. Right. Later, not in this scenario, like many, many sessions later. The the decisions that you make now, you will not see the outcomes of tonight. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. this is you are assigning tasks that you to fleets that you're going to then just send out you know and how successful you are at that and just to give you a little bit more context of how this is going to go once you've assigned fleets the more fleets that you have assigned to a task the bigger the bonus you will have 
on the die roll of succeeding at that concern. Each concern has a die roll associated with it. And so if you put more fleets with it, you're going to have a higher chance of succeeding that. And now, of course, the DCs, as I told you, are demarcated by easy, medium, and hard. You know? Mm-hmm. Does the Adari have weapons capability? I think the most needs to go to the Adari. Uh, and then we need to... Sub- we need to dedicate a pretty substantial amount to uh, reinforcing the Eoxians. Uh, and then I think the next down the list would be station defense. And then the furthest down the list is station security. That's yeah. my initial i got to echo yeah. Zach's sentiments there. I mean, protecting the Adari is uh, paramount despite the risk, despite the distance. Well, they said the Adari was, would be the hardest one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, well, if we're just going to gamify it, yeah, yeah. It's because it's the hardest one. We should probably put six in there and then, like, I don't know, five in EOX fleet and then, like, what, three in defense and then two in station uh, security? Well, we have, we have 20, 20 total. total. We have 20 total. Right. So so that's 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 cutting out. A lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. So, I do think okay. six is a good number for the Adari. Right, I will say yeah. that. I think six is, I, is the money shot on that. I think that we could move six from the station security, because, again, that's so low. It's easy, right? It's, it's We're good. Mm-hmm. And that would leave us two with the uh, security of the station. I think... I think three for station security just to be safe I think six I'm talking about total numbers here not not moving I'm talking total total outcome mm-hmm. my thought six to the Adari three to station security that, that's nine so that's eleven so I think five to EOX the Oxygen tr- fleet and six for de- station defense. defense. That's See, that's that's what I think. If y'all have a better argument than that, I'd love to hear it. Uh, I, I, I think that's pretty... Just from our, our limited knowledge thus far, that sounds pretty good. But, I, I mean, I would even... Because we the gamifying of it, like, we know... Like, the list that you made was hard, medium, you know... Right. Was defense easy as well, or what was that? Defense medium. is medium. Medium, so hard, medium, medium, easy. So I would maybe even move one from defense to the Adari and do five and seven, and be so, like, let's get the Adari fixed. So you know? seven, five, five, three. Oh, from hard, what? medium, medium. Yeah, easy. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's two medium difficulties. Yes, the okay. Eoxians and station defense yes. are both medium. Mm-hmm. The Adari is hard. Yeah, and, and station security is easy. I, I honestly think we could us. do two. Right. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Put that towards the Eox fleet. Just a. I mean, sure, I, we could get that land yap later. You know. Man, I'm I'm kind of there with with Zach. Like, it's yeah, it's easy, but we don't want to leave it completely unprotected. I mean, that's, that's two fleets. That's not unprotected. Like, the reality of the situation is, if if we have like a social breakdown in Absalom Station, oh no. If they get through our defenses, if they destroy the Adari, like, we can deal with our social situations later. Like, we have to right. deal with the bigger issues. And I think that two fleets is going to be fine. Because yeah, and again, we, and we've been told to shoot for bare minimum. 
you know? Yeah. Like, I, I don't... I think that that, uh, that one fleet would be better utilized at either the Adari or the Eox. Yeah. Ziva, I gotta ask you, in character, where Ziva stands on each of these issues. Because, I mean, yeah, we can gamify it, and you guys are doing a pretty good job with that and getting a sense of how this all works. I I want I, I think it's important to know how your characters are feeling about it. I don't want to just blast past that. So, you know? I mean, I think I'm of the same mind with Ziva here because mm-hmm. she knows, like you said, Ziva has a a pulse on the kind of kind of the underbelly of the station, like the social aspect of the security within the borders of the station, right? Like, she she would think that her people, like, that the citizens of Absalom Station are competent enough to, you know, work this, work the problem and not cause more of an issue. And that the, you know, malefactors out there, the, the bad actors, are manageable. That the greatest... The greatest draw of resources for her would be the station defense. Because it's it's the outside threat that she's concerned with, not so much the internal. I think, uh, to jump in there a little bit, I think Mike would be uh, on a relatively similar trajectory as Ziva, where Absalom's his home, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's a Vesk, but he's not from the Vescarium. He's lived on Absalom. His business is on Absalom. So it, Mike might be one point more in favor of Absalom defense than Heath personally is. But also Mike, as the rest of this crew has, has seen outside of our solar system threats that are that are really big, you know. Um, so, so, you know, like Ziva is interested in, hey, the external threat and station defense are the priorities. Like that... That's it. Station security, Mike's like, I don't give a shit about that. Get, get us a squad of 20 cops and we'll be okay. Yeah. Like, in my head, I'm like, we would put fucking APA, you know, members out on, like... Yeah, I mean, that's sort of like the the, the unspoken elf in the room. Can we narratively get a fleet we have APA? a security oh. force. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Everybody started talking at once. Mm-hmm. Zach, finish your thought and then... He Technically speaking, we have a security force at our disposal. In the you form do? of the APAs, that could that that you know, gamification of the systems here in play aside, we could absolutely say y'all are on station security. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think that would certainly influence your choice to minimize the amount of fleets mm-hmm. that you assign here because because of that. Now, I'm not of the mind to send the the APA rank and file out. No, they stay here. They stay on the station. They work for the security aspect because that's what they're familiar with. Yeah, well, they're they're competent at that and their loyalty will be double in that that's their home. That's where they work out of. And they're, I mean, primarily the APA's job is to, to... you know, escort people to another planet in the packed worlds and come back and just make sure nothing happens. Like there, we go out and deal with existential threats to the galaxy or mm-hmm. whatever. But the APA itself does not do that. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. 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 So, 
So that's certainly, you know, an, an in-game or in-lore justification for minimizing the fleet assignage to station security because for a, for a lot of reasons you guys are that to mm-hmm. some degree you well know? and I, I personally think it would also be a safeguard against if we're just looking at the political ramifications of like Ziva looking bad or the polit- politicians looking bad because they didn't devote enough to station security like oh but you know it's pretty well known like Ziva's a politician and is in bed with the APA and like pull, you know got the APA on the job so it actually like you know, yeah. nullify some of that. Like, oh, Ziva abandoned us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Exactly. I'd like to hear Kuiper's perspective on why it's important to put so much resources into the Oxian fleet. So, all right. This, all this, uh, I would kind of feel like Kuiper uh, kind of feels like this would be similar to his own struggle of whenever the Battle of Kestaval. So that was also trying to defend a strategic point. And uh, it was... So, like, I feel like he understands an orbital approach, you know, defending the station. And, you know, because otherwise, if they happen to land on the station, then that could very well prolong a battle with skirmishes planet side or, you know, uh, station side. And I feel like this could be a very similar situation to what that could have been. And also, I mean, like, try to think about it. Like, the the Adari, it, to sacrifice it, which would be a very real possibility in this, in this stance, is a very huge risk to morale, as everybody has already mentioned. And think about it. The, the, the soldiers are also good. There's going to be Kasatha who are soldiers here. How are they going to feel if the Pact Worlds decided to abandon the Adari? You know? And also just the populace, because this is a Pact Worlds, this is a council, you know? So, in other words, I feel like that would almost be a dissolution of said of Pact if there's nothing to back up when something actually happens. You know, are, are we going to back each other up? And so... I yeah. feel like it's uh, the it's an incredibly obvious move to back. I mean, to to uh, put as much as we can to um, backing the Adari. So you know? you're talking about the Adari, not the yes. Eox. So I um, well, as far as that Eox was also, uh, uh, as I mentioned prior, are we're the first Pact World signers. They were also the first ones out there. Okay, I think that they deserve almost as much. I will counter-argument you here. Uh-huh. The Eoxian fleet went out without any other pack communication. They just went. They, they did, did not wait to coordinate with the rest of the effort. Granted, like, yay, you went out there, but also, you went out there without any coordination or any, any effort. What did you expect to happen? Like, That's why they're getting two less fleets, baby. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, want, I appreciate... <laughs> The gusto, but yeah. I don't want to reward the bad behavior. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and I mean, yeah, as to Heath's point, yes, I mean that's why you're getting two less. But the thing about it is, is that the Eox, uh, sure, they are have demonstrated that they are action first, words later. Okay, as far as getting this taken care of you can sit there and suggest that maybe it has to do with political maneuverings but that doesn't matter whenever it comes to the possible extinction of a of a species you know 
Well, and you also gathered from Nor himself that he was upset at the at these pilots for taking that, and that for him he wants to turn that in from a from a risk into a potential boon to an opportunity for, uh, f- f- yeah for the pack world absolutely because yeah i mean again that could come back later but can you believe us. anything he says i don't know probably. well i mean sure but uh at the same time i mean like you i mean sure you can be cutthroat in the po- in the political realm and whatnot but you've got to honor something you know if you're going to be in the in the in the Council, the pact. yeah, yeah. the pact, pact councils, yeah, you know? no, to, they're going to, to hold you to a higher standard, you know. Yeah, to to John's point though, like I I agree, like the Eox thing is kind of tricky because they play fast and loose with their status as a packed planet in general, but um, like we're such big players now, like we are not only dealing with like a, a war, a conflict on our hands. We're also dealing with the ramifications of after that is concluded. So we are really in a big way in charge of packed solidarity, you know? So so to John's point, like if we abandon either of them completely, then any other packed world would be like, well, what makes you think they'll come after us? Like, why would, why would, oh. why would the council defend Akaton if to, they would to, abandon Eox? To clarify, know? I'm not suggesting we abandon Eox. I'm just I know, saying I know. like... Sure. sure. I'm, they can maybe get two to four. <laughs> Emily, the uh, politician here. <laughs> right, right. Um, does Fell or Oren have anything to add, or, or like, I th- you know, I I have not changed my opinion yeah, on the allocation of resources. Ever, ever, ever pragmatic, <laughs> Oren, which I think is is in character. I mean, that, that's that's you know. So I will mirror Oren's pragmatism, and this is purely metagamey from Josh's standpoint. You've got one hard, two mediums, and an easy, right? Yeah, we've already covered that. I know, I know. <laughs> but eight to the hard, five to each of the mediums, two to the easy. I mean, that's the e- that's the even spread, that the most even spread I can come up with that gives us the best chance of being successful at all of them. Mm-hmm. Like, role-playing-wise, they're all important. They're all important right. for different reasons. But realistically, we're trying to succeed on everything. We're right. not going to leave anybody out to hang, you know, or like out to, to you know, just just get got. Um, Again, I think we reinforce the security forces at Absalom Station with rank and file APA. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, question on that, real quick, Adam: Would that change our current available resources? Could we say have twenty one? No, no. no I oh, just okay. think it should give us a bonus. Okay. To the role, in my opinion, but again, that's. I'm just checking. I'm just well, checking. this what it will matter <laughs> later that you have those resources okay. on station. Gotcha. You know okay. what I'm saying? It, it has nothing to do with to the matter. fleet. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with fleet allocation. Okay, but having ground forces already there will matter later. Okay. Okay. So, let's. Okay, so I. I, I I've gotten my little bit of character motivation that I wanted. I appreciate that. And I think now's the time to try to reallocate these fleets. And so it's you can roll somebody can roll a bluff diplomacy or intimidate to try to convince this these 
fleets to be reallocated. Now, I think this given is that, all yeah, Ziva as the mouthpiece, right? Correct. We, we've I, all been communicating. I mean, you know, in fiction, right? We've all been communicating this telepathically. We are, we are hive minding, right? This, you know, this, mind yeah. melding, right? But you've got your best speaker here to now. Yeah, change. so I think Ziva yeah. innately understands everyone's thoughts and opinions on it. But we are going to let her speak with our voice. Yeah, I mean, sure. Like, if you need somebody to pick up a Prius with their bare hands, I got you. Otherwise, Ziva's doing it. <laughs> right. All right. So, let's start with the first roll. Um, you are going to get a plus 14 to this. Uh, but don't worry. I have a spreadsheet that will calculate that. I just need your your actual... I assume you're going to go with diplomacy I here. Am. as your Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, so with your first one, you are attempting to move a fleet from the station security to the Adari, right? That's our first first move. And if a reminder that for every five that you exceed the DC, you'll get to move an extra f- fleet as part of that role. Okay. All right. Fingers crossed. Big. Okay. 55. Okay. 55. That's, that's four fleets right 55. there, baby. 55. Dang. Um, Swing that Pringles can over here. Fuck. <laughs> 55 okay. plus her 14 as well. Plus her 14, yeah, right, yeah. right. Which brings yeah. her total 69. To 69. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so Our that Pavlovian is... Pavlovian training kicks Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can move... Up to eight fleets. <laughs> you can move all of them. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> wow. That's so we move six. Yeah. So so she can well, divvy you, up six as she chooses from there. Well, you can do eight total. Yeah. Like so, so you can move six from security. Yes. Okay. And then you can move two more, however so you want. Where did we well. say? Did we say eight to Adari total? Nice. What did we land on? So. Yeah. So all you need to move is six, and then we leave security with two. Yeah, right. but so I you get... have two. Okay, right. so, so as so if you move six for security, you're now looking at eight two eight two. Uh, but you have can move two more. Yeah, because right? there's two at defense, and we wanted to go lower than that and send those to Eox, right? Yeah. So yeah. can right. we just go ahead and move those two from defense so move, to Eox? So, right. So, that's so now, four, so with that, you're looking at eight four six and two. Now, would you like to move it again to try to move one fleet from defense to Eoxian fleet? Because I think you were looking for eight five five two, right? Yes. Um, I'm going to save you the roll. There's no way that in six rolls that you're not going to successfully be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So just to give our listeners a little break from the crunchiness of this, we're going to say that you guys successfully reassigned the fleets. That was never going to be an issue. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. Aren't we did again? <clears throat> Crisis averted. We well, saved it again. So, nope. So now here's the part that you're probably not going to love. Shocking. <laughs> For each of these concerns, I'm going to roll a secret check. Now I'm going to let you guys choose the skill from a selection of skills for each. But I will roll a secret check, and you won't know if you succeeded or not. Okay? That all comes into play later. Wait, we're choosing what skill you roll secretly? Correct, yes. So Based on, like, what character? Professional chef. So hold on. I will let you decide which character rolls the role, you know, that I roll for. Um, But let me tell you what the... I will tell you what your 
skill choices are for each thing first, so then you guys can make a decision. So let's start with defending the Adari, the hardest one. So you can either try to engineer to mobilize the world ship without system failures. Okay. You can use physical science to try to push the Adari's speed, or you can use piloting to plot the safest escape route. This is, will be the information that you impart to the Adari. I will also let you know that if at least two PCs have 15 or more ranks in that skill, the check will gain a plus two circumstance bonus from aiding, regardless of who rolls. Okay. okay? I, I think we should do engineering. Yeah, I absolutely think I should do head up the engineering because I've got a plus 29. Okay. And then what Mike and Kuiper should both be able to aid. At least 15 yeah. ranks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I have a plus okay. 30 to piloting with 15 with 16 ranks in it. I've got 17 in piloting. No. So, so remember that ranks is different than your total bonus. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So we're I'm only telling you, I have a plus 30 total bonus to piloting and I have 16 ranks in piloting. Right. Does anybody else have 15 ranks in piloting? Checking. No. No. So you wouldn't get the bonus on that. No. So we'd end up getting a higher bonus. Because mul- yeah, multiple people have to have the 15 ranks to get Purchase the aid stack. bonus. Gotcha. And you All said right, you well, had a 29? Plus 29, plus whatever that aid is. Yeah, so we've got enough people to get the bonus for engineering, and yours is, is pretty comparable to Zach's piloting bonus. Can I give him one of my inspirations? I have two left. Um. Yeah. Yay! Sure. All right. So, Zach, uh, I'm sorry, um, Josh, what is your engineering bonus? Plus 29. Plus 29. Plus the aid, plus the inspiration. You said 29. Mm-hmm. Plus the aid, plus an inspiration. Yeah. Do the do the aid stack, or is it just? It's just you get a just, bonus from more than one I person gotcha. having right. fifteen ranks. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Number and result locked and loaded. Okay. For the Eoxian fleet, you can use either diplomacy to convince the Eoxian fleet to retreat piloting to offer tactics to outmaneuver the arc prime or bluff and stealth bluff or stealth to obscure the undead's fleet retreat okay i know you have a 30 in piloting yep. nobody else has that extra i have a 29 to diplomacy do you have 15 ranks kuiper in diplomacy uh no he has zero ranks in diplomacy what was yeah, the other? this is good i think this stealth? is I have 16 ranks in stealth. I thought it was plus 30. Stealth or bluff. Okay. I I would like to argue that piloting is the best choice for this, considering the particular, like, what's going on with these, right? Mm -hmm. That it is a a, a small fleet of fighter starships. Heard. All right. Orin could absolutely offer a plethora of tactical advice mm-hmm. to to these individuals. Do you have an inspiration? No. Okay. No, you haven't given me one in 
a long time. Yeah, we we haven't really earned any in the last little stretch. Uh, but Emily has a, an inspiration still to give away. I have one. I'm scared. To you use might it. want it for something yeah. else, though. Yeah, I'm gonna hold on. I to mean, it. I I just feel it's like plus thirty. That's a lot of fucking ranks, man. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And this is the medium task, and you know you have your plus fourteen being added to this. Yeah, right. We'll probably be okay. Yeah, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna go with that. All right. So piloting. Uh, what's your total bonus? With with the plus fourteen in addition. No, don't no, not with just thirty. What's your, you have a plus thirty to piloting. I do indeed. Yeah. Holy shit! I have a plus thirty-two to perception. It's my highest skill. Okay. Eber, take the wheel. <laughs> Eber ain't got to. Orin got the wheel. Uh, no, you don't want Eber <laughs> to take the wheel because she's got a 29, you know? <laughs> All right. Locked and loaded. Put in. Next one. The station defense. You can use computers to coordinate the defense. Engineering to shore up fleet and station shields or piloting to devise optimal defensive formations and I did misspeak you're not getting the plus 14 on this you're getting the fleet bonuses oh okay so uh, we know we're good on the on the bonus for engineering for anything we do right I mean I've got the same same bonus uh, or plus 29 to computers Fat. so yep. either way uh, do you, but you you have 15 ranks in computers, John? 16, yes. Okay, cool. So then computers or engineering, whichever you're high at, will work. Yeah. Uh, what, what was the flavor behind each one again, Adam? Uh, computers is to coordinate defense, engineering to shore up the fleet and station shields, and piloting to devise optimal defensive formations. I almost... Mm. Engineering, it feels like, for the shields and shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because it's going to take a beating regardless. Right. So, uh, yeah, let's go. Uh, let's go engineering. Okay. That's a plus. Does anybody else have? Yeah, twenty nine plus eight. Okay, twenty twenty nine plus eight. Okay, locked and loaded. And the final area of concern is the station security. You can use culture to help the disparate populaces of Absalom Station act together, diplomacy to inspire the populace, intimidate to cow the extremist groups, or sense motive to recognize which fringe groups actually pose a threat. Um. So I do have 16 ranks in sense motive. Yep, and I have 16 in intimidate. What's your highest, Kuiper? Uh, as far as ranks, if we're going by ranks, it's intimidate. No, your not, uh, score. Uh, oh, my score is, uh, let's see, 26 and 6 and sense motive, 24 and intimidate. And what was the other one? Culture. Culture is ah, 20, uh, 29, so culture. Oh, okay. I can certainly hit you with the culture if you want to roll that. Uh, but I cannot. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, because you got AIDS. Okay, yeah, you can aid that. Cool, because I could not aid it because I only have. Three you just ranks. need one other person yep. to have fifteen right. ranks or more. Yep. That's all you right, need for. Right. I have a plus twenty nine in diplomacy, but nobody else is going to have the ranks nobody for the can, aid. Right. So. right, right, right. All right, yeah. so John, what's yeah. your total bonus to culture? Uh, total bonus is twenty nine. And he can have my inspiration, my last inspiration. Nice. 
Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. So you said you have a twenty-nine total plus an inspiration, right? Plus eight. And plus, plus the eight. eight. Yeah. Plus mm-hmm. the eight. Okay. I will tell you this: you did not succeed at all of them. Oh. I mean, it was four rolls. I figured that was the case. Once you've assigned the fleets, the meeting concludes. Lynn says, thank you all for coming. I know that this was a difficult and arduous process, but your assistance was invaluable. I ask that you remain close as the inevitable approaches. And as you know, uh, you're sharing green space with the pools of paradise you know that big the Jutumbe park mm-hmm. is you know pools of paradise is on the other side of the park so I'm sure Ziva can arrange some rooms for you guys to kind of wait it out right mm-hmm. until until it happens um, for this I would like to give all of you an inspiration yay um, and I'm going to just what? give you all personal inspirations because I know that this was a challenging task and probably something you weren't expecting in a high level Starfinder adventure to have such a around the table type situation so let's start with you Zach go ahead and give me a d6 okay four Four. All right. This one comes from Wayward. Hey, what's up, man? And it's a personal. My first character was a Star Shaman, too. So I'm not saying you're f- my favorite, but we know. <laughs> <laughs> we know. If you know, you know. If you know, you know, yeah. All right, great. Uh, Emily, you're up. Let me get a D8. Yeah. A one. A one. This is from Alex. Oh, boy. Here we go. Giordano. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. First off, Nightwish is fucking amazing. Okay. All you fuckers are either confused or wrong. Nightwish fucking slaps, dude. I wish I had an angle. Fucking banger. Wishmaster. Epic as fuck. Motherfucking ghost love score. How can you not get pumped when listening to ghost <gasps> love score? You know the one. It's the one that goes... Bum bada bum 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 ba bum bum ba bum dum dum bum bada dum bada da bum bum bum. Emily knows exactly what fucking part I'm talking about. If you don't, it's because you're uncultured. It's five minutes and thirty three seconds into the song. Look it up. Love you, Em. XOXO, Alex. I'm sorry. I just have to call you out, Adam. You said wish I had an angle, and I died. Um, it's wish I had an angel. This is how he spelled it. No, this this, Alex, you fucked up. No, I decided to blame it on you, Adam. Uh, No, 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 no. Yeah, you don't have any fucking fucking culture, Alex. It's angel, not angle. You dumbass. (laughs) He's just mad because he had to read it out loud. This is the love we give our patrons who submit this to. Yeah. No, thank you so much, Alex. This is why I love you. This is why you're my favorite. <laughs> All right, Josh, you're up. It's Let me get a DK. Wrong solidarity. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a 10. A 10. Okay. Uh, this is going to be from Porter Paladin. Hey, Porter. Hey, Josh. 
If you're pulling up this inspiration at a stressful moment, please put down your headphones and go pet a cat for a minute. You'll feel better about whatever terrible thing Adam is about to do to you. Oh. Oh. Well, you're not wrong. That might not be bad advice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. I'll be back in a few. Okay. Uh, okay. Great suggestion. John, you're up. Let me get a D12. All right. John's got a lot of personals. Because <laughs> I don't ever uh, get my personals. Uh, that is a one. A one. Okay, this one is from Sir Newt. All right, Sir Newt. I don't know why what makes this personal to you, but here we go. Did you hear about the monkeys who shared an Amazon account? N- no. They were prime mates. You know what? He should go and get a job over at like Laffy Taffy or something uh, like that. Right, right. They've got those little wrapper like yeah. right hey, on the You know wrapper. what, Newt? You take an inspiration. <laughs> uh, okay, Heath, you're up here. Let me get a D10 from you, please. Oh, I did not expect a D10. I got a bunch of them. Okay. Uh, nine. Nine. Okay. This one's going to be from <laughs> Jason Laptop. Nice. Hey, reminder to intimidate after you bull rush. <laughs> if you <laughs> remember, you. proud of you. If you didn't, you're welcome. He's got me before on that because uh, <laughs> we had the episode where I was like, please, listeners, berate me into doing my intimidates. So we're still going strong. Yeah. Well, you got inspiration out of it anyway. Nice. Um, you know what? Considering that we're going to be going into a long stretch of serious action, I'm feeling extra generous. I'm going to give a whole nother round of inspirations. What? Although these are going to have to fucking go. You got to roll for these. You, you got to roll for these. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. So we're going to go back to you, Zach. So start with a D6 roll to see if you get a personal or not. And this is just also a thank you to our patrons who support us and got through the difficult red tape meetings. <laughs> Thank you. What you uh, got, Zach? Yeah, uh, no personal. Uh, roll a five. All right. Well, you just tell me when to stop. Anytime you feel like it. Okay. Well, I stopped on another Alex one, so. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. Um, in a brief moment of rest, you take a seat on the ground to compose yourself. You look around at your party. They seem worse for wear. Oren takes a look around the room, trying not to let the stress of what is left to come to trying not to let the stress of what is left to come get to him. At this moment, you shift your butt and you feel something sharp poke you right in your sphincter. You check your tuchus and you see something. It's it's a note. Why is it so sharp? Am I bleeding? You think to yourself. In your tired state, you don't even think about the repercussions as you unfold the note. Suddenly. A poof of pink dust explodes out of the note into your unsuspecting face with a loud pop. The rest of the crew looks to you, and you are covered in a pink substance. Embarrassed, you say nothing, but continue to read the note. It reads, Bitch, you look fabulous. (laughs) You begin to cry because you're so inspired. The party shuns you because you're acting really fucking weird right now, dude. Okay, that's non-canon. That's that's non-canon. You've received received this note while you were at the Pools of Paradise. (laughs) 
non-canon. I'm not, I, I don't even want it. I don't even want the inspiration. I, <laughs> uh-uh. No. All right. Next up, and we're on the D6. I've seen it. Uh, D6? Mm-hmm. Okay. Four. Four, all right. Uh, just tell me when to stop. Now. Uh, okay, this one is from Haley, otherwise known as She-Rat. <clears throat> the sound of knitting needles clacking fills the small, cozy room. Although the Kasatha no longer attends birthing ceremonies, a habit of knitting hats for newborns of all shapes and sizes hasn't faded. She pauses to sip on tea freshly brewed. A flicker in the window catches her eye as a small ship leaves port for destinations unknown. The sight triggers a feeling of longing. Although she never intended to live a life filled with adventure, she carries the memories of her travels in close shaves with warmth. Often, whilst on those travels, she wished that someone in the universe was sending a hope or a prayer her way. So, as had now become routine for her, she sends one to the sky for anyone who may need it. Bro, so why does she get the fucking sweet. wholesome ass inspirations and I get Alex's glitter poop note? Uh, <laughs> there is no God. Because you'll get mad about it. Specifically because you would get mad about it. Ever yeah. works in inscrutable ways, man. Yeah, it's I mean, you know. Haley, yeah. We, we that was have a beautiful. That was absolutely beautiful. Just and I need a, a whole book on that, honestly. Wow. Yeah. Thank I was you. I was taken to a whole scene. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, Heath, why don't you give me a d6 roll? Okay. That is a six. Uh, okay. Well, that's another personal. So roll me a, a d8, please. Eight. Okay. That is. Fuck it. That's an eight. It's an eight. All right. This one is from Porter Paladin. Nice. This one's for Thug Rose. <laughs> That's okay. it. That's Thug the inspiration. Rose. <laughs> Easy peasy. That's a good one. All right, That's John. D6 for me. D6. <laughs> another one. Okay, well, that's another personal for you then. And another oh, nice. one. What's that? Another one. Uh, okay, so John... Give me a D12. If you roll a one, re-roll. Roll a 10. Base 10. 10. That's right. Uh, okay. This one is also from Porter Paladin. All right. And you're about to disappoint the piss out of him because here it is. Snap them spendies. <laughs> Pop, he doesn't pop. have spendies on, Porter. <laughs> Don't, yeah, I do not have my spenders on today. Just, just pop them metaphorical spendies, okay? Yeah, just do that. Yeah. All right, uh, Josh, pop, D6 pop. for me, bud. D6, all right. That's a six. Oh, man. Zach, you're just getting screwed by the inspiration gods all kinds of ways. Uh, cause <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to <laughs> All right. Let's just keep it pushing. <laughs> All right. Let me get a D10 roll, Josh. Okay. That is an eight. Oh, God damn it. It's another Alex one. All right. <clears throat> I'm so happy. 
A Josh came down to Georgia because he was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across a young Adam wailing on a keyboard and playing it hot, Josh jumped on a hickory stump and said, boy, let me tell you what's hot. What's what? There we go. Josh then proceeded to violently suck the soul out of Adam like a dementor from Harry Potter. Little did Josh know this was not the first time Adam had been soul sucked. So he activated his jump jets and rocketed into the sky. Attached as if by a tether made of soul, Josh also rocketed into the sky. See, Adam knew that the only weakness Josh had was mortal danger, so he took Josh into orbit where Josh still floats to this day. <laughs> or so say the legends. This is why I'm sorry. I love Alex, whatever the fuck you're on, man. Send me <laughs> I love your imagination. <laughs> Don't ever change. I love that. I love that. It's like Josh's only weakness is mortal danger. It's like that's fucking everyone's weakness. <laughs> my only weakness. It's in it. It's in the. It's it's the whole thing. It's mortal. mortal. It's mortal. It's danger well, to mortals. Alex, what can I say? But thank you. <laughs> um. Hey, hey, thanks, Adam. That was great. Okay. Yeah. Another good, round. Good job, right? everybody. No, no. That's another it. round. Well, okay. let me tell you what. What's what? <laughs> what's what? Uh, right. Do what? Why are you saying it that way? <laughs> Why am I saying, saying what weird? What what way? Yeah. So you guys get some experience. That all happens. You're in your fancy because <laughs> we do experience in this. Well, I was like, what? We get experience? You just tell us when we get stronger all it's of like, a sudden. I have not been tracking that. You get the that. million credits for attending that meeting. Nice sight. Chopping up. If we if we save the entire world, we'll have just enough time to never play this game again. Right. <laughs> um, so, as I said, you're you're hanging out at the pools of paradise. Perhaps overlooking the greenery of Tombay Park, maybe getting a trying to relax as best you can. I'm sh- sure giving some marching orders to the APA. Uh, the the staff of the Pools of Paradise are definitely going to be reinforcing everything. Yeah, I like uh, I like that image. I mean, not going to go into it much, but I love like you can go for it. The Apollo Protection Agency. The APA. That name's become a lot more popular over the last few years, and that popularity has allowed us to expand, to recruit, to grow this company from a small operation out of a low rent office to the most successful goddamn bodyguard outfit Absalom's ever seen. But here at the APA, our success is not measured in credits. Our reputation is not determined by the popularity of our name. Our fame is not determined by the achievements of our founder. No, the worth of the APA comes down to one thing and one thing only. Our ability to protect. You all know I'm a simple Vesk, so I'll keep it simple. A civilization believed to be long dead is sending an enormous ship called the Ark Prime this way. It's already in packed world space, we believe headed for the Adari. We can only assume it means to attack the heart of the packed worlds. That heart is here. Absalom Station, 
my home, our home, the APA's home. Now I know you're all skilled warriors. I trained many of you myself. You're the best of the best. And I need you to prove that to me. The APA will assist in station security while the PAC Council's fleets are utilized for station defense and missions to the Adari and to assist with the Eoxian ships who've already engaged the Ark Prime. Now I know some of you will be disappointed that your place in this is not the front lines. I can understand that. But this is a crisis the likes of which the civilian population of Absalom Station have never experienced. If the sieve come, the people will panic. There will be chaos. There will be confusion and there will be violence. But you are the Apollo Protection Agency. Your job is to protect Absalom Station. Not from the sieve, but from itself. So, I will, if, you, if you're if you okay with it, I will say the things that Ziva would say. Yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, let's go. Um, she would call um, Uli and Etram to her office, and um, also Quartz, the uh, android that was saved, like, very early on. Like, they have been around. They've been kind of, like, you know, working with uh, Uli a lot, and they're kind of like her, her go-to people, right? So, as I'm sure you are aware, the situation with the Ark Prime is dire. We have done the best that we can as far as the fleet and resource allocation. But that is the grand scale. I need you to be here protecting our people. Uli, I want you to call in any of your remaining contacts. If you are yes. trustworthy, bring them in. Have them set up in inconspicuous spots around the pools. Etram, I would like for the new security forces that we have been working on over the last couple of years, bring everyone in. Unless they have some other situation where they are a part of the actual defense protocol that are being put in place, I want them here, at the pools, in this neighborhood. They can be very visible. I want this to be a show of force. Uli's people will stay to the shadows, but your people will be out and available to encourage our patrons, our people, and the people of our neighborhood. Yes, ma'am. I will organize that immediately. And Uli turns to you and says, um, Ziva, might I suggest preparing some of the pools as a potential shelter? And she smiles and she says, Uli, we are of a mind. As always. And she just kind of like pats her shoulder like... I mean, they're, they're essentially sisters, you know? Like, they're mm-hmm. just... 
Um, well, she she runs the day to day at the pools now, right? Yeah. So, and yeah. To that, she looks to Quartz and says, "Quartz, I was hoping that you could head up that aspect, prepare a triage uh, rooms to keep people safe in the event that any kind of emergencies occur, and get with some of the other staff members who are not so used to combat, but uh, comfort." prepare them to act as emergency personnel if necessary. Uh, okay, so they, they'd certainly take take all your direction and get to work, you know. Um, and, you know, the general sense of Absalom Station is nervous, mm-hmm. right? Because, like, you know, there's been media c- coverage of this, but hasn't been anything new since the initial arrival um, because it seems as if any kind of media footage is getting scrambled, you know? Um, So, uh, you know, probably I'd say on the second morning that you're just kind of waiting for the inevitable. You know, a whole day has passed as you guys are making those arrangements and stuff. And uh, on the morning of the second day, while you're having your kind of just touching base with, you know, Elsafina Knott and um, Kimbrisa Jun, who's just kind of posted up there at the pools as well, it's just kind of like, you know, the tactics base for the on the ground team. Um, The news channels, social media feeds, all that—they are. Oh God, it's happening! News channels, social media feeds, countdown, infosphere sites, and government bulletins—they're all on alert since the starship entered the Pack Worlds. Right? They all explode into a frenzy. as the massive vessel appears outside of the Absalom station. Vid feeds show a vessel seemingly carved from a single block of stone or horn, lines of energy running across the rigid hull plates of the titanic megalith. Outside the suites, shouts erupt from the streets as groups of citizens seeing the ship through the bubble of the eye begin to panic. The vessel seemingly brushes off the bombardment of missiles and blasts of plasma from the armada's many ships, like a person might ignore pesky insects buzzing around their head. Suddenly, a ray of blue energy shoots from some unseen weapon, engulfing Absalom Station in a flash of blinding light. The whole station shudders sending unsecured vehicles skidding down the roads, and the already panicked citizens begin to panic even more. The lights in the station flicker momentarily as emergency klaxons begin to sound. A garbled voice crackling with static manages to sound over all communication devices in Absalom Station. should report designated shelter areas Spacesuit. This is a drill. I repeat, not 
a girl. A few seconds later, Absalom Station goes completely dark with a jarring mechanical whir as the entirety of Absalom Station shuts down. And we'll see you. Damn. 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 Damn.